Well, hi there, and welcome to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Our theme today is Ladies of the 40s. Ladies singers, that is. There was a terrific talent pool in that decade, and we'll hear more than a dozen female vocalists, including one very popular lady who created a second persona and recorded some pretty unusual music under a different name. So let's get started. Our first lady of the 40s started singing when she was six years old, and she made her debut with a truly captive audience, some chickens that were cooped up behind her family's home in Texas. That was an unusual start for a girl who grew into a very popular singer of jazz and pop songs in the 40s and 50s, who was once described by Billie Holiday as the only white woman who could sing the blues. Her name was Katherine Starks. By the time she was 10, she was earning $3 a night singing for a radio station in Dallas. At 15, she started singing with an orchestra and later a series of bands. In her 30s, she signed on with RCA Records, went on to perform with Count Basie, Helen O'Connell, Margaret Whiting, and later she toured with Pat Boone and Tony Bennett. Somewhere along the way, she changed her name from Catherine Starks to K-Star, and over the decades, she made hundreds of recordings. Here's one from the 1940s. It's called, You've Gotta See Mama Every Night.
K-Star, and you've got to see Mama every night. K-Star was a household name in pop music of the 40s and 50s, and the same was true of Joe Stafford. Her early days of singing didn't take place in front of chickens. No, Joe Stafford started out with classical voice training that she hoped would help her become an opera singer. But Stafford got hooked on pop music, and for a while in the 40s, she was the lead singer for the Pied Pipers, who did vocals for Tommy Dorsey's band and the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Over her career, she recorded hundreds of songs, and here's one that became a big hit, a ballad called You Belong to Me. Just remember, darling, all the while you belong to me. See the marketplace in old Algiers and send me photographs and souvenirs. Just remember. When a dream appears You belong to me I'll be so alone Without you Joe Stafford and You Belong to Me. There was another side to Joe Stafford that not everybody knew about. She and her second husband, band leader Paul Weston, 
developed a comedy routine in which they played the parts of incompetent lounge performers who would sing popular songs and botch them. They called themselves Jonathan and Darlene Edwards. We'll hear one of their recordings in a few minutes. You're listening to 45 RPM Music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Our focus today is great lady singers of the 1940s. Next up is a woman who was born Elizabeth June Thornburg. Her childhood didn't exactly suggest she had a future of international success and fame. Her father committed suicide when she was just three, forcing Elizabeth, along with her alcoholic mother and her older sister, to make ends meet by performing in the family's speakeasy. After a time, the three of them moved to Detroit. Elizabeth started getting singing gigs in clubs, then some influential bands, and before too long, she changed her name from Elizabeth June Thornburg to Betty Hutton, the name she used performing in more than two dozen movies. Here's a song she recorded called It Had to Be You. Be you. 
The five o'clock whistles on the blink. The whistle won't blow when what do you think? My papa's still in the factory. Cause he don't know what time it happens to be. The five o'clock whistle didn't blow. The whistle is broken, what do you know? If somebody don't find out what's wrong, oh, my papa'll be working all night long. Oh, who's gonna fix the whistle? Won't somebody fix the whistle? Oh, who's gonna fix the whistle? So my poor old papa know it's time for him to stop. You ought to hear what my mommy said when papa came home and sneaked into bed and told her he worked till half past two cause the five o'clock whistle never From 1941, that was the Five O'Clock Whistle, performed by jazz and pop superstar Ella Fitzgerald, who hardly needs any introduction as a female star of the 40s, and for that matter, the 1950s and far beyond. Before that, we heard Betty Hutton's recording of It Had to Be You. Well, from Betty Hutton, we go to a singer named June Hutton. No relation. June Hutton was born in Chicago in 1919, making her just two years older than the future Betty Hutton. As a teenager, June Hutton worked in the dress department of Marshall Fields Department Store. After high school, she quit that job, got a singing gig in the nightclub of a hotel in New York City. In 1944, Hutton replaced Joe Stafford as the female singer in the Pied Pipers, and one of that group's iconic recordings featured June Hutton. It became a hit despite a humorous false start that they left in. It's got a very simple title, Dream. Dream when you know 
make a dime too much. Right. Honeycomb 
until my baby comes a popular World War II love song, No Love, No Nothing, performed by Ella Mae Morse. And just before that, June Hutton and the Pied Pipers with their number four hit record called Dream. I mentioned earlier that Joe Stafford was part of a comedy act in which she and her husband, Paul Weston, purposely botched some of the popular songs of the day. They recorded as Jonathan and Darlene Edwards, and here they are to sort of butcher a popular song called Cocktails for Two. Right after that, we'll hear Dinah Washington and a story song about going to the dentist that's called The Long John Blues.
Silversen Vitor. Yes, I've got a dentist who's over seven feet tall. Long John, they call him, and he answers every call. Well, I went to Long John's office and told him the pain was killing. Yes, I went to Long John's office and told him the pain was killing. He told me not to worry, that my cavity just needed filling. He said, when I start drilling, I'll have to give you Novocaine. Yes, when I start drilling, I'll have to give you Novocaine. Cause every woman just can't stand the pain. He took out his trusty drill and he told me to open wide. He said he wouldn't hurt me, but he'd feel my hole inside. Long John, Long John, you've got that golden touch. You thrill me when you drill me, and I need you very much. When he got through, he said, baby, that will cost you ten. Yes, when he got through, he said, that will cost you ten. Six months from now, come back and see me again. Say you're supposed to see your dentist about twice a year, that's right. But I think I feel it thobbing, guess I'll go back there tonight. Long John, Long John, don't ever move away. Keep on aching so I can see you every day. From 1949, Dinah Washington, who rightly called herself the Queen of the Blues, and a song called Long John Blues. And that set started with Joe Stafford and band leader Paul Weston, masquerading as Jonathan and Darlene Edwards, and their parody version of a song called Cocktails for Two. Still ahead, Anita O'Day, Judy Garland, Margaret Whiting, and more. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, today focusing on notable female vocalists of the 40s. A popular performing group of the big band era, known as the King Sisters, was made up of six actual sisters. Yvonne, Marilyn, Alice, Louise, Donna, and Maxine King were born and brought up in a small town in Utah, They started out singing at a radio station in Salt Lake City, then moved to a station in Oakland, California. They sang for the bands of Artie Shaw and Charlie Barnett, and they turned down an opportunity to sing for the Glenn Miller Orchestra. The King Sisters appeared in movies and on the radio, 
Much later in the 1960s, they had their own TV show on ABC. We're going to listen to their recording of Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea, and then we'll segue right into a star who certainly doesn't need much introduction, Judy Garland. For name, voice, and face recognition, Garland was right up there with Bing Crosby and Gene Autry. We're going to hear her recording of a jazz standard that was ranked number 24 by Billboard magazine in a list of the 100 most recorded songs from 1890 to 1954 called I Can't Give You Anything But Love. First, here are the King Sisters. That's the only thing 
to find happiness and I guess all those things you always pine for gee I'd like to see you looking legendary Judy Garland. And that set started with the King Sisters doing Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. I'm Sam Waldron, your host on 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. Today our show is focused on the great female vocalists of the 1940s. There were so many we can't touch them all. For today, we have to leave out Dinah Shore, Helen Forrest, Doris Day, Peggy Lee, and Alice Faye, to name just a few. But we do get to listen to Helen O'Connell, a singer who was discovered and hired by the manager of Jimmy Dorsey's band in 1939 when she was just 19. In an obituary after her death in 1993, 
The Associated Press described O'Connell as the darling of GIs during World War II. It's not too hard to understand why, as we listen to one of her biggest wartime hits, Green Eyes. Your green eyes with their soft lights Your eyes that promise sweet nights Bring to my soul a longing A thirst for love divine In dreams I seem to hold you To find you and enfold you Our lips meet and our hearts too With a thrill so sublime Those cool and limpid green eyes A pool wherein my love lies So deep that in my searching For happiness I fear That they will ever haunt me All through my life they'll taunt me But will they ever want me? Green eyes make my dreams come true sweet lights bring to my soul a longing a thirst for love divine in dreams I seem to hold you to find you and enfold you our lips meet and our hearts too with a thrill so sublime those cool and limpid green eyes a pool Wherein my love lies So deep that in my searching For happiness I fear That they will ever haunt me Helen O'Connell and Green Eyes. It might seem to us as if Helen O'Connell lived a charmed life, but that certainly wasn't the case for an unconventional jazz singer named Anita O'Day. When O'Day was just seven, a doctor who was taking out her tonsils accidentally snipped off part of her soft palate, and that limited what she could do vocally for the rest of her life. Over the years, she suffered from ill health, several failed marriages, alcoholism, and heroin addiction that was so serious that one time she took first place in a competition in Newport, Rhode Island, and she couldn't even remember it the next day. However, Anita O'Day overcame all that and wound up with a successful career that spanned a quarter of a century. Here's an example of what she could do with a song, this one called Them Their Eyes.
love with you first time I looked into them their eyes You've got a certain little cute way of flirting with them their eyes They make me feel happy They make me blue No stalling I'm falling Falling in a great big way for you My heart is jumping You started something with them their eyes You better watch them if you're wise For they sparkle, they bubble They get you in a whole lot of trouble You're overworking them There's danger lurking in them their eyes Anita O'Day and Them Their Eyes. Today we're focused on the great ladies of song from the 1940s, and it's pretty hard to overlook a group of gals who formed what was arguably the most successful female singing group in the world. I'm talking about the Andrews Sisters, and when you rummage around in 1940s music, they seem to be everywhere. They were always energetic, usually upbeat, and here's an example, a song with a title that Lots of guys probably would have loved to hear from their sweethearts. Well, all right, tonight's the night. Well, hello, Joe. What do you know? I just got back from a vaudeville show. Do you sing and dance? Ha, 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 take a chance. Well, okay, let us go. Well, all right. Well, all right. Dig, dig, dig. Well, all right. Well, all right. Chop, chop, chop. Well, all right. Well, all right. Hoy, 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 well, all right, for tonight is a night to be bright. The music's talking to you, you know, tonight's the night. Oh, we're going, I don't know where we're going, but we're going. Yes, we're going, the only thing I know is we're going. Feel the rhythm running through you, you know, tonight's the night. Well, all right. Well, all right. Dig, 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 well, all right. Well, all right. Chop, 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 well, all right. Well, all right. 
sisters and well all right tonight's the night you're listening to 45 rpm music of the 40s and 50s i'm your host sam waldron we've got time for two more fabulous female performers from the 40s margaret whiting was not quite the household name of doris day or rosemary clooney but for 60 years starting in the 40s she was popular in big band music pop music and jazz her career started one evening when she was just six years old She came down the stairs in her nightgown and sang two songs for songwriter Johnny Mercer, who had been working with her father. Then she went upstairs and went to bed. When Mercer founded Capitol Records, one of the first things he did was hire Margaret Whiting. She was on the radio a lot. She was a fixture at USO appearances in World War II and the Korean War. She performed with lots of big-name entertainers and had a string of hit records, including some cheating songs she recorded with Jimmy Wakely. Margaret Whiting continued to go on tour late in the 20th century, and she kept performing even into the 21st century at cabaret clubs in New York City, where she made her home. Here's how she recorded a love song called You Do. I love you, you do. No one means more to me than you. 
Margaret Whiting, and you do. Finally, we come to a well-known singer named B. Wayne. Wayne was discovered when she was a kid by Larry Clinton, just as he was forming what became the popular Casa Loma Orchestra. The two of them made lots of recordings in the early 40s. Then B. Wayne went out on her own and became a regular on the popular radio show Your Hit Parade. She and her husband became a two-person disc jockey team in New York City with a show called Mr. and Mrs. Music, they later moved to Florida and started a similar show there. I think B. Wayne is a good choice to close our show today, showing off her talent with Larry Clinton's orchestra in a song that's got a catchy melody which might keep running through your brain for a while. The song is called At Long Last Love, and notice this, we don't hear her at all for the first minute and a half of this recording, but then B. Wayne comes in and just takes over.
an earthquake or simply a shock? Is it the good turtle soup or merely the mark? Is it a cocktail, this feeling of joy? Or is what I feel the real McCoy? Is it for all time or simply a lark? Is it Granada I see or only Asbury Park? Is it a fancy? B. Wayne with the Casaloma Orchestra and At Long Last Love. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time. I've enjoyed sharing this music from the 40s, and I hope you have too. Now from Ella Mae Morse, Dinah Washington and her dentist, Joe Stafford, the King Sisters, Betty Hutton, the Pied Pipers, and all the rest of us here at 45 RPM, here's wishing you a good day, a good week, and so long for now. <laughs> 